don't take your good stuff and give it to people who are ungrateful. Can I, can I add my word in there? You ungrateful receivers. That, 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 listen, you know, you, you work hard for something and then you, you, you see so-and-so, you know, you know, them. Can I have some? And you being gracious, you give it to them. And next thing you know, they take advantage of it. Look what the Bible says. They trample on it and then turn around and attack you. That's what the word says, right? Have you ever given someone your kindness? And they take it and trample over your kindness and then turn around and attack you. So you got to have a spirit of discernment and learn not to waste what God has given you on ungrateful people. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. Amen. Well, it is uh, the Christmas season, and this week we will celebrate uh, Christmas. Uh, And so my sermon is simply around that. My sermon title, I'm just giving it to you now, is, is Accept and Receive. That's my sermon title, Accept and Receive. Most people believe that the Christmas story started in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew. But that's not where the Christmas story started. The Christmas story actually started in the book of Genesis, in the Garden of Eden. If you will indulge me, let me give you the backdrop of this story. God decided in his infinite wisdom that he was going to... Uh, make a universe and God stepped out on nothing and made everything by his mouth and so he spoke the heavens and the earth into existence he said he, he made the heavens and the earth and he prepared the earth he put everything in the earth he had he, he separated the earth uh, the, the land from the sea and he he, he, he made all the, the, the trees and he said something when he was making the, the vegetation of life that will be a principle that we can't avoid He said a seed only can produce after its own kind. And so when I take an apple seed and put it in the ground, this is a law he put into place. If I put an apple seed in the ground, only apples going to come from that apple seed. I can't put an apple seed and expect oranges to come up because a seed only can produce after its own kind. This is going to make sense in a moment. And then he went through, he made all the seed life and he made all the animals and all the bugs and all these things and then he paused in creation and he began to have a conversation with himself in Genesis 1 26 he said let us make man in our image and he was talking to the Godhead, God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit they all got together and said let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Now understand what he did when he did that, when he gave man dominion he said he put a law in place that said, if you're going to rule in the earth, you have to be a uh, spirit living in a body. Am I losing anybody so far? Are y'all awake in this Lutheran church? Y'all okay? All right, all right. So, he, so that's a law he put in place. If you're going to have authority in the earth, then that's what we are as human beings. We are spirits that live in a body. And so, and so, and so, but before that, before that, before, before he made Adam and Eve, there was a commotion that happened in heaven. And in heaven, at, at this time in heaven, there were three archangels. There was Michael, who was the warrior. There was uh, Lucifer, who was the worshiper. And then there was Gabriel, who was the messenger. Now, now here's the thing. Uh, the, the most brilliant of them all was Lucifer. He was the worshiper. 
He was in charge of worship. He was an instrument himself, and it was his responsibility to bring that worship to God and, 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 to, and to usher this, this, this worship to God. But then after he received it, instead of him giving it to God, he wanted it for himself. And so he got big-headed. He said, I'm going to rise, make my throne above God's throne. And guess what? Him and all his followers were kicked out of heaven, and they were cast down to the earth. This is why they had to come down into the earth. And when they came down into the earth, um, um, they want to create chaos. And God, but then here's the problem. God gave man dominion. That means we were in charge even though we had unwelcome guests or illegal guests in the earth. Satan knew something. He said, in order for me to function in the earth, I have to come into a body. And so he went to the body of the serpent. He went into the serpent, and then he was hanging around this particular tree. You know the story, and, and, and Eve saw the tree, and it was good for eating, and so she took a, a bite of the fruit, handed it to her husband, and they both ate, and then the Bible says that they sinned, and they knew they were naked. Here's the funny thing. This is a total sidebar. This is something totally, total sidebar, total sidebar. You got to read the Bible. When you read Genesis 3, one of the curse, the curse that God gave to the serpent, he said to the serpent, um, uh, you're going to have to crawl on your belly for the rest of your life. That means before that, he didn't crawl on his belly. He had legs. See, y'all, y'all, you, you, you got to read your Bible. The serpent had legs because the curse was you have to crawl. And if you look at, if you study archaeology, they will show that the, the ancient, uh, the, they, they, there's a spot where the snakes would have legs. Wow. Do your own research. But anyway, that, that's a total sidebar. So, so in the garden, after God told them, Adam and Eve that if you eat the fruit, then you will surely die. And so God knew that the wages of sin will be death. So somebody had to die for the sin of mankind. So God said, I'll die for you. Instead of you dying, I'm going to die. But in order for me to die, I have to become you. So you got to read what, 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 what God told the serpent. He says, the seed of the woman will crush your head. So that's when the Christmas story began. He said, I'm going to bring forth a son, a seed in the earth. That, that, that is going to destroy your kingdom, Satan, and give back to them what they just lost. And that was authority in a kingdom. So he said, he said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a marinate on this thing. And I want y'all to understand. I'm going to let y'all go through some cycles of some generations. Then I'm going to come forth. So in 40 and two generations, God gave us a gift. John 3.16. That's where I'm going to start. Everybody know that scripture? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. But you got to read the next verse too. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but through him that the world might be saved. See, Christ didn't bring condemnation. He brought, he brought a gift. Now, here's the thing. I don't care what your persuasion is, what your belief system is, your gender, your background, your age. Everybody likes a gift. <laughs> who, don't, who, who in here don't like a gift? Uh -huh. Everybody, we, we try to be all shy and modest. No, not me. No, no. Somebody try to give you something. Oh, no, no, you can keep that. But you really, really want that gift. Let's be real. 
Let somebody not slide you something for Christmas. You got an attitude. Amen. Look at Sister Tracy's face. She's like, Luke, better bring me something. You see her face? You better went shopping somewhere. You see her face? You better bring me some kind of gift. I don't care what it is. That's right. But let me tell you about a story about this homeless man. This homeless man, he sat in front of this office building many days, and he would panhandle and ask people for money. And, and one, it was around this time of year, uh, a man just came up to him and handed him a beautiful gift. I mean, it was wrapped in beautiful wrapping. It had several bowls on it. It was a beautiful thing. And the man took the gift, but he was afraid to open it because it was so beautiful on the outside. Now, he's homeless. And so what he would do is he would take this gift, and when people would come back, look, look at what I have. Look what someone gave me. He was so proud of when he gets around his friends. He would brag about his gift, and he would talk about it, and he, he kept it close to him. He wouldn't let nobody touch it because it was his gift. This man ended up dying. And someone happened to take his belongings. When they opened the gift, it was $5 million in there. He was a homeless millionaire because he never opened up the gift. See, many will accept things but don't receive it. Can, can, I, can I talk to you for a minute? You're looking at me funny because many in here have accepted things but never received them. How many of y'all have gone to somebody's house and they made you a plate? You accepted the plate, but you didn't eat it. So you never received it. You accepted it, but didn't receive it. There's a difference between accepting and receiving. Uh, there's been times somebody had bought you a shirt or something, and you said, oh, thank you, because you accepted it. Because you never wore it, you never received it. Now, here's the thing. Giving is a good thing, and we should give, but you got to know who to give to. Come on, let me, let me take you to a scripture. Let's go to Acts 20. Go to Acts 20 with me. Acts chapter 20, verse 33. I'm going to talk about giving for a moment. Then I'm going to talk about receiving. Let's talk about giving. Um, Acts chapter 20, verse 33. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry about it. We're gonna have, I got a lot of scripts. I'm going to put them all on the screen for you today. You ain't got to worry about doing a lot of turning. Um, but but let's, let's, let's read this together. Uh, if, you're still, if you're still turning, say, hold up. All right. Acts chapter 20, verse 33. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Look what it says here. It says, and this is Paul speaking. I like Paul. Because Paul said, y'all ain't going to brag about what y'all do for me because I go to work myself. I'm going to leave that one alone. Let me, let me, let me read what Paul said. Look, look, look what Paul said. Paul said, I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothing. You know that these things, uh, these, these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs, even the needs of those who are around me or with me. He says, I have been a constant example of how you can help those who are in need by working hard. You shall remember the words of the Lord Jesus. That's what I want to get to. Jesus said this. He said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. See, our problem, we, we can't get with Jesus' words. What you mean, it's more blessed to give than receive? But see, when you grab hold of this kingdom principle, because he said he gives seed. So you always want God to bless you, but if, as you, as more, the more you give, the more he's going to give you to give. You see how that works? And you'll never run dry. You, you'll have a whole bag full of seed if you can learn this principle of giving. 
But here's the, here's the flip side of that. Um, put on the screen Matthew 7, 6. Here's the flip side of that. Look what, look what God said. He says, don't give what is holy to dogs. Nor cast your pearls before swine. Lest they trample them under their feet and turn and turn you into pieces. Can, can, I, can I exegete the scripture? What, what, what this is saying is that don't take your good stuff and give it to people who are ungrateful. Can I, can I add my word in there? You ungrateful receivers. That, 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 listen, you know, you, you work hard for something and then you, you, you see so-and-so, you know, you know, them. Can I have some? And you, being gracious, you give it to them and next thing you know, they take advantage of it. Look what the Bible says, they trample on it. And then turn around and attack you. That's what the word says, right? Have you ever given someone your kindness? And they take it and trample over your kindness and then turn around and attack you. You work hard. Now, now, now parents, I know you can, you can testify to this. Sometimes your kids are the, the biggest ungrateful receivers. You go work hard. You bring them home something, and next thing you know, it's thrown in the floor. And they trample over it. And they turn around and attack you. My, why can I get this? You ain't taking what you do, God. Can I, I know I can get some amens right there. Mm -hmm. I should take an offer now, Elder. Come on. That's a good place. So you got to have a spirit of discernment and learn not to waste what God has given you on ungrateful people. Because all they're going to do is trample over it. They're not going to see the, the worth and the value in what you've put in it. They're not going to see that. But, 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 but here's the thing. When you have a spirit of discernment and you give the right way, guess what? Can I give you a sidebar? Giving will become contagious. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. Yesterday, me and, me and the kids, we were out, and, you know, we were, we were out doing some shopping, and, and I had to go to the ATM because the parking lot I was parked in wouldn't take my car. I had to get cash. And so I went, and right next to the ATM was this lady laying in the street. She, she wasn't begging for nothing. She was just sitting there, and I could see the disparity in her face. It was cold yesterday. And she's laying on this concrete ground wrapped in all these blankets and, and it's funny that the Lord said when you take money out of this ATM you better give some of it to her and it's funny because my son now my, here's the thing my kids love spending my money and designating where my money should go hey, amen so my son in his giving heart said dad you need to give this lady some money I said, well, bless the Lord, because I already planned on giving her some money, but I didn't see him reach into his pocket. Amen. So I, I, as I put, took money out of the ATM, a portion of that money, I gave right to that lady. I just said, God bless you. Now, as I was doing that, a lady walked past and saw me doing it. She reached in her wallet, pulled out a 20. 
and she had some food and gave the lady both the food and the 20. See, see how giving became contagious? She saw me give. She said, oh, I got to sow in the same place. See, y'all, y'all got to get hold. That's a, look, I don't even know this woman even knew the Lord, but she grabbed hold of that principle quick. And, and so, and so, and so when, when, you, when you ask for God, God, where should I sow? Where should I give? He will, he will tell you. He will give you direction. And you know it. You know, if you're ever riding down the street, you can tell who is really homeless and who trying to hustle you. And the ones that are homeless, I don't have a problem. My kids will tell you every time I see one, I'll reach in my pocket if I got cash and I'll give it to them. Now, the ones who are trying to hustle, you really need money? Come on, I, I, I'll bring you back a sandwich. If you're really hungry, you'll eat this sandwich. No, if they pass on the sandwich, they really... Because they're going to trample over it. They're going to treat like... They, they're going to be like swine and just trample over your, your thing. So you got to know where to give and how to give. But understanding that in order to give, they have to be a recipient. So I can't give without somebody receiving. Or accepting what I have given and so we got to make sure that we align the two uh, uh, this homeless man I talked about he accepted the gift he, he kept it, he took it he showed it to others but he never received it many of you all have accepted a life but never experienced it because you never received it God, you have accepted Christ but not experienced his grace See, many will, will say, I love Jesus, but they don't want Christ. Because Christ may require something from you. Oh, we, we'll sing about Jesus, what a wonderful child. We'll, we'll, we'll sing about him all day, but when it comes down to Christ, that's where we, we, we get mixed up. Understand what happens when you receive a gift or you accept a gift. Understand that the gift is not the wrapping. You tear open the wrapping. That's going to make sense in a minute. The gift is not the bow. The bow just makes it beautiful. The gift is not the container that it's in. The container is the means to get you the gift. That's going to make sense in a moment later too. And so we, we, we can't get so excited about Christmas and not celebrate Christ. This Christmas is a paradox because it's heaven given to earth, it's divinity given to humanity, it's light given to darkness, it's life given to death, it's forgiveness given to sin, and it's God given to man. That's what Christmas is. I, I can run it back. Let me run it back for you. Here we go. Christmas is a paradox. It's heaven given to earth, divinity given to humanity. Light given to darkness, life given to death, forgiveness given to sin, and God given to man. Now let me show you this in the text. Put on the screen Isaiah 7:14. I love this. We always quote this in scripture time. This is how I let you know that Christmas didn't just come in the New Testament. This is Isaiah. This is the Old Testament. Look what he said. He said, I'm gonna read from the New Living Translation. He said, All right, then the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Look. The virgin will conceive a child, and she shall give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the sign that your gift is coming wasn't the cross. 
Because many people died on the cross during the time of Jesus. The sign that this was the real gift is that there will be a virgin giving birth to a baby. That was the sign. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing I love about God. See, God knew that a drowning man can't save a drowning man. Can I explain what I mean? See, once Adam and Eve messed up and they ate that fruit, remember, a seed only could produce after its own kind. So a sinful man only could produce what? And so a sinful man only could produce another sinful man. So a sinful man can't, can't get rid of the sin of another sinful man because who's going to get rid of his sin? That's why I struggled when I was in Catholicism. I said, I'm going to the priest, and he's giving me forgiveness, but who's forgiving him? Anyway, let me, let me, let me keep going with my text. So, 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 so God had this thing. He said, you know, the only way that I can forgive sin is by the shedding of blood. And so in the Old Testament, they would sacrifice animals. They would take uh, uh, sheep and, and bulls and all types of animals and doves and sacrifice them and use their blood to atone for their sin. And then God said, look, this is what I'm going to do. I remember I told you I'm going to die for you. I'm going to take your place. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come into a virgin, one who has not been tainted by a sinful man. And I'm gonna, you gotta understand this process. I'm, I'm gonna become, I'm gonna let this child become 100% man and 100% God all at the same time. That's why he's called the Son of Man and the Son of God. Because he, because, because he embodied both in his totality. He had a human mother and an earthly father. And, and, and what he did was, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna allow her to birth me into the earth. Can you imagine that? I'm going to allow what I created to create me, to push me into my destiny. And, and, and so, and so, and so he, he, he was able to do this. But here's the thing. Mary's blood never mixed with, with Jesus' blood. It's because the blood had to be pure. It had to be an innocent lamb that would die for the sins of mankind. One who knew no sin yet became sin that we might be whole again. And so, so that's what he did. He said, I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow myself to become one of y'all and die for you. Now, do me a favor. Put Emmanuel, his name up there. I want to show y'all something. Now, we know that the text said Emmanuel means God with us. But in his name tells us how he did it. I am, this means in. Man and L means God. Uh, Elohim, El Shaddai, come on, you, you, you know, that's, that's, that's God's name. And so in God was man. I mean, in man was God. And so even though his name is God with us, the way I came to y'all was through a man. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to become y'all. I'm going to live like y'all. I got to get potty trained like y'all. I got to go to school like y'all. I got to learn how to walk like y'all. And I'm going to do everything just like y'all. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be tempted worse than y'all. So that you can never say to me, Jesus, you don't understand. You See, here's the thing. You and everybody go to Jesus and say, Jesus, you know how hard it was for me. I had it rough on the earth. My own family stabbed me in the back. Jesus, I couldn't even preach in my own hometown. Jesus, you don't know I had on, man, Jesus had on women on me. Can you imagine the women that was on Jesus? 
Imagine you, you, you open the blind man's eye, you just walk away. Oh, Jesus. Shorty, step off. I'm here to save you. I ain't here to, I ain't, that's, that's it. Leave me alone. Jesus know what it's like to be stabbed in the back? He had one in his inner circle stab him in the back. See, that's what I'm saying. Jesus know what it's like not to have. He was raised, in a, he was raised by a competent. He was raised in Nazareth, the hood. Nazareth, the hood. You know, the Bible says, they ask the question, did anything good come out of here? He was raised around the way. He was over east. If you live over east, he was over Park Heights, over west. That's why he was raised. He was raised around the way. And that's why people are like, Jesus, you don't understand. He said, trust me, I do. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have people talk about your mama. You understand what his mother's mama went through. Can you imagine? You understand what the story? It says that Joseph and her were betrothed. Betrothed during the time of Jews means they were engaged, but it was a law-abiding engagement where, you know, there was already... Believe it or not, being in, 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 uh, betrothed to one another was almost like marriage. They just didn't have a ceremony yet. Can you imagine her going to Joseph saying, uh, You ain't gonna believe this, Joseph. But I'm pregnant by the Lord. Now, if Joseph was living back in the day, he would have sent her down south. Understand, understand? Yeah, come on, come on now. Y'all, see old school folk, what I'm talking about. Old school folk, if you got pregnant and you wasn't married, they sent you down south and you came back with a little cousin. Come on now. That's, see, nowadays you can just float, it don't make a difference. You ain't got to sit down south no more because we, we glorify it. But we're going to believe that one alone. But, 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 but Joseph, listen, according to the law, he could have had her stoned. But he loved her. So he's going to put her away real quiet like, like you know what, I ain't going to do it like that. But then the angel came and told him, she telling you the truth, bro. God did this thing, and you need to chill. Now understand, so, so of course you know the whole story. Then the, you know, he, he, imagine him walking in town, Joseph walking in town. People are like, mm-hmm, you believe that story? She just tell you anything and you believe it. You stupid, man. And, then, and, then, and then he, had to, he had to endure that. Mary had to endure that, mm, you, was, mm, you a thought, you know? I, I, I'm pretty sure that's why he would have called her. If she was living in 2015, whatever would have called her. Come on now. Let, let's be real. And you believe that. And then, no, no, no. That did. So Jesus had to live with that stigma. So you can't ever go to Jesus and say, Jesus, you don't understand what I've been through. There ain't going to be no good excuse for you because he understands the struggle. The struggle was real for him. Now, here's another argument. People was, you know, I, I talk with theologians, or, you know, it's probably not probable that December 25th was his birthday. We know that. But so what? As long as we celebrate his birthday, it'll make a difference when we do it. Now, here's the thing. You know, probably he was probably born around in April sometime. But so what? He was born. That's all we need to care about. And no matter when, let me tell you something. My great-grandfather, my, great, my grandfather, 
my kid's great-grandfather. My grandfather, 90, I think he's 94. He don't really know how old he is. Because they, they didn't mess up his records. He has this literally, he has two birthdays. He has a birthday that he know, and then the birthday that they found out later on, because back then they didn't keep records. My granddad's in his 90s. Now, we don't know when his birthday is, but we can celebrate his birthday. As long as we celebrate it, we're good. You hear what I'm saying? And he don't care. As long as we just say, happy birthday, granddad. He don't know. He, he could care less. So it's saying with Jesus, it don't make a difference if we do it to today or we do it in April. As long as we celebrate his birth, we recognize that he was born. Now, now here, here's the meat of my sermon. I'm almost done. Look, put on the screen Isaiah 9, 6. This is the part I love. It says, Isaiah 9, 6. Look what it says. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, now, now give me a moment here to, to, to break this thing down for you. Because we talk about that God so loved that he, right? But see, we only think he gave us one thing. He gave us two things according to the scripture. Unto us, a child is born. And unto us, a son was given. Can I break it down for you? All right. Let me start with the, the child. To unto us, a child was born. So this child was had to, see, understand the child is the, the human part of Christ because he was born. This is a part that came from Mary, his, his, his earthly part. So God gave us this child. But if we never open up the child, we don't know what's inside. Some we get so happy with the child. Eight pound, three ounce baby Jesus. Born in swaddling clothing, laid in a manger. And get so caught up on the outside that you never see what the child brought. Because the child didn't just come to be a child. He brought something with him. Unto us a child is born. So inside the child was a king. Put the next scripture up there for me. Inside the child was a king. Look what it says here in Matthew 2, 2. It says, saying, where is he who has been born, a child was born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Put the next one up there, the next scripture. I want to show you that he's a king. Look what he said. This is Pilate and Jesus talking. And Pilate therefore said to him, are you uh, a king then? Jesus answered said, you have said rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. Unto us a child was, see, you're starting to get it now. And for this cause I have come into the world that I shall bear witness of the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So inside the child was a king. But if you never open up the child, you never get to know the king. But the king brought something. And inside the king, there's a kingdom. So the king has brought us a kingdom. If you never open up a child, you never get to meet the king. You never get to meet the king. You never get the kingdom. You don't believe he brought you a kingdom? Put the next scripture up there. 
Look what it says this. Do not fear, little flock, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He brought it for you. The kingdom is for you. Here's the problem. Inside the kingdom is everything that you need. You realize that? Your purpose, your promise, your prosperity, everything, your healing, everything is in the kingdom. And we ask for it. God, give us the kingdom. But you ain't even opened up the child. So you got to open up the child to get the king. You open the king to get the kingdom. And when they get the kingdom, you got to get what's inside the kingdom for you. But you got to open up the first one first. He brought a gift, but the gifts brought gifts with them. And many of us, we want, we don't talk about this. He says, unto us, a child was born. And we get stuck there. We leave Jesus in the, in, in, in the, in the manger. But you got to let him become your king. You have to allow him to give you the kingdom so you can inherit everything he placed in the kingdom for you. Kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Come on now. But that's, 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 the, that's the child. Unto us a child is born. But then here's the second gift. Unto us a son is given. Notice that the son is in capital letters. This is the deity. This is Christ. The, this is Christ the Savior unto us a son is given. He wasn't born because he already existed. He was given. The child was born, but the son was given. Here's the thing. The son was wrapped in this package. And only way to get to what the son has for you is that you got to rip open the son. Come on here. So what they did was they put him on a whipping post and they ripped open his flesh. They, they, they beat him 39 stripes on his back. They pierced him in his side. See, they had to rip open the gift to get to the gift that he has for you, which is the Holy Spirit. Come on, am I teaching all right? See, Christ said, I came, but I'm going to be ripped so you can get what I brought for you. And that's the spirit. Come on, let me, let me show you this in the text. So y'all don't think I'm making this stuff up. Look, 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 look what it says here. Uh, put, put up here a John 7, 39. Put that up there. Look what it says. It says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Listen, for the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been you got to understand, when Jesus came, he contained the Holy Spirit all within himself. He was the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not been released, and the only way it could be released is that the son be ripped. The wrapper be destroyed so you could receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we talk about the son, but we never get to the gift because we never accept that he was ripped so you could receive the gift. Now, 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 here's the thing. You got to read the Bible because the Holy Spirit brought a gift. And you shall receive power <laughs> after the Holy Ghost has come. <laughs> so inside the Spirit was a gift and that was power. Come on now. 
understand that the only way you're going to get power, you got to first receive the Son and then receive the Spirit, then you get power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So understand, and there's a purpose for the power, that you may be a voice for him in the earth, that you may go to all the nations and proclaim, proclaim the word of God. Now, 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 here's the problem. We get caught up just in, like the homeless man. I got all these beautiful gifts. This is so wonderful. God has blessed my life. And we never take the time to look inside. We accept them, but we never receive them. See, understand that we have to receive each one. With the child, I got to receive the child so I can receive the king, so I can receive the kingdom and what the kingdom has for me. Same thing with the son. I have to receive the son so I can receive the Holy Spirit, so I can receive power. But you can't receive power or what's in the kingdom unless you first take the first step. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son has been given. So my sermon title was simple. You have to accept and receive. Stop just accepting things without receiving what God has on the inside for you. Many will acknowledge Christ but reject, accept Jesus but reject Christ. People would accept Christmas but reject Easter. Can, 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 I, can I help you here? How you treat Christmas will let, let the Lord know how you will treat Calvary. See, if Christmas is just something you just smooth over and it's all about Santa Claus and it's reindeer and, 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 and Frosty the Snowman, if it's only about that and you ignore the real meaning of Christ, you'll never fully understand Calvary. He was born so that he could die. And so we have to uh, celebrate the season and not avoid the reason. It's all about Christ. It's all about getting to the inner gift Christ even said, he said, it ain't all about me. I'm leaving. But when I leave, I'm going to leave you with the comforter. Who's going to help you through this journey? This came through the son. He said, I I'm going to leave because understand what happened. When they pierced him in the side, the Bible says blood and water came out. The blood was the washing away of our sins. The water was the releasing of the Holy Spirit into the earth. He said, and you shall receive power. How many of you still need power? Open up the gift. Don't only accept it, but receive it. Come on, stand on your feet. I'm done. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. To hear this sermon again or get caught up with past sermons, you can download the Mixcloud app and search Manifest to Glory. Or you can search for MGWC's Rhema Talk podcast in the iTunes store on your iPhone or iPad. Also, don't forget to like MGWC on Facebook and go to MGWC.net to get caught up on all the latest church announcements. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast, and we hope you will join us next time.